Hi friends, welcome to the Daily Bible Project Podcast. And we're in episode 217, which is part 148 of our journey together through the book of Genesis. And in fact, it's a journey through the whole Bible, Lord willing, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, which we began though about 217 days ago. Now, you're very welcome if you've just joined us for the first time. In fact, I would suggest why not drop back to the beginning of this series and do a little bit of catch up over the next weeks and months and do this entire journey together with us through the whole Bible. I'm sure you'll be very blessed by it. But today we're beginning a new section and we're going to begin by looking at Genesis chapter 19, the opening verses thereof. And I've called this series that we're going to be doing over the next few days, The Dangers of Living in the World Today. And I've called it that because I can't imagine it's escaped your notice that living in the world can be a dangerous thing. The world can, in fact, be a dangerous place. The recent COVID-19 pandemic has had a dramatic effect on many people's health worldwide. But on any given day in the modern world, you can die of a multiple of random things. People die in plane and car crashes. Even on occasion, eating something can be hazardous to your health. You know, in some parts of the world, even breathing the air can be dangerous. And in some places, drinking the water is enough to make you seriously ill or can even sometimes potentially kill you. So we live in a dangerous world. But all of these things I've talked about so far are physical dangers. But there are some also spiritual dangers in the world. So that raises the question, if the Bible tells us there are dangers of living in the world, what does it mean when it talks about being in the world? When you talk about the physical world, that's obvious. But what do I mean when I talk about living in the world spiritually, which is what the Bible is referring to? And what are the dangers of being drawn spiritually in that way? Because I would like to suggest that this passage clearly teaches that living in the world, engaging with the world in the wrong way, can in fact be dangerous spiritually. In the New Testament, the book of James warns us about being in love with the world. And the Apostle John, in his letters, warns us that it is dangerous to our soul, he said, to love the world. And Paul also said he reminded us not to become conformed to the world. Now, some Christian traditions have a word for getting too close to the world's way of thinking, and they call it worldliness. And they say that we should not have worldliness in our life because the consequences can be serious. So in what way is that true? And what does the Bible mean when it talks about the dangers of living in the world spiritually? These are some of the questions I'd like us to consider together over the next few days as we look at this new story in the Old Testament book of Genesis, found here in the account in chapter 19. Because this passage, I believe, graphically illustrates, and I mean graphically illustrates, the dangers of living in the world and how we can be affected by that. So I'll just begin this opening by reading to you Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 which tells us this. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose up to meet them, and he bowed down with his face to the ground. 
Now, in order to appreciate this verse fully, we need to remember that in chapter 18, in the previous chapter we studied together, the three people being identified here are three people that came to Abraham, and one of them was the Lord, and the other two are the angels. And it's these two that we're told have now left. And initially, we're told in chapter 18, they set out for the city of Hebron with Abraham by their side. And then they stop on their way and they see the city of Sodom in the distance. And they have a sort of three-way conversation between themselves. So this is picking up the narrative after that point where it left off. And it's simply saying that the two angels who previously left Abraham have now diverted back to Sodom and it's the evening and they arrive there and they see Lot sitting at the gate of the city. Now this, friends, is really significant. In the Old Testament, the cities always had a gate and that gate is where the people congregated and it's a lot of the times where the officials of the city would meet. In many ways, it was something like a modern-day town hall. Now, what is fascinating to me, if you look at the wider span of the book of Genesis and treat Lot's story through it, you see this developing, ongoing relationship with the city of Sodom. Way back in chapter 13, we saw Lot pitching his tent outside the city, but facing towards the city. So he was obviously interested in it, some might say drawn to it. Then in chapter 14, we are told that he moved into Sodom and he's living there. Now in this verse, we are told he's sitting at the gate. So this means he's become much more integrated into the daily life of the city of Sodom. He may very well be, in fact, it's entirely likely he was making his living there, transacting his business, because that's part of what was involved with being at the gate. In fact, some Bible experts say he was probably now an official of the city, which is the significance and why it tells us he was at the gate. This means he may well have been one of the civic leaders of the city of Sodom. Now, it's interesting to note that Lot was, of course, originally part of Abraham's family cohort, and he would have had, should have had, and would have had enough of a sense of righteousness to know that immorality was going on in that city. The later part of verse 1 says that when he sees the men approach, and he's sitting at the city gate, as they arise towards them, Lot bows down with his face to the ground. Now, this is a Middle Eastern form of respect, and it's a greeting to them. I don't necessarily think that it absolutely means he understood they were angels, but at any rate, he offers them hospitality in the next verse. Verse 2 tells us, And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go on your way. So that's where we're up to. So he's been offered a hospitality by law. The angels have been offered hospitality by law. Well, we shall see how they respond, Lot's offer of hospitality, in the next episode. And that's it for today. We'll continue this study together tomorrow. A quick reminder, there's always a transcript available uh, of what I've said in any audio version in the episode notes of an audio version of the podcast. And even if you're watching it on video, there should be a link through in the notes of the video to a live link 
to where the audio is based, where you can access the full episode notes. But other than that, that's it for today. We're beginning again. We're off in a new chapter. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll gather together again very soon and consider what this chapter teaches us about the dangers of living too closely with the world. Bye for now.